Everybody, welcome to episode 146 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's with me tonight? Hello, I'm Dominic Tokoki. How you doing? I'm from the Dissident Ways podcast on YouTube. And I'm Julian Titus from the Nerds Without Pants podcast, and ooh, what is this, a liver? <laughs> I couldn't even think of anything for this, I'm like... Yeah, that's all the game. And before we go too far, I do want to mention two things. One, there will be a giveaway midway through the episodes I've been doing all Spooktober. You'll get a giveaway for a Steam code to listen to that. It will come midway through the episode. And we also have a Patreon poll going on right now, our Psychic Patreon poll, as I'm calling it, where you can vote for what show we're going to cover the first episode for Pilot Test. Psych, Mentalist, Veronica Mars, or the or Monk. So you get to choose oh, whatever. Oh, good show. Oh, monk. I love half of those shows. Right now. So... My mom loved Veronica Mars. That's a good Monk has, Monk is a really good first three seasons. Really, really good first three seasons. I've never seen it. Like, the, the pilot is fantastic. Psych is yeah. also very good, but Monk's first three seasons, unparalleled. Yeah, no, I, I watched all of Psych. <laughs> That's a good freaking show. Like, Monk's first three seasons are, like, legitimately good TV, and then after that it becomes a USA show. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list someday to watch it. It just hasn't happened yet. And then the other, and then I should mention what we're here to talk about today. I have these gentlemen to join me to talk about Animusha Warlords, which came out in two thousand one for PS two, and then apparently since then has been released on everything: PS three, yes. PS four, Xbox, Xbox One, iOS, Android. So yeah, it's everywhere. We're noting that the Xbox version uh, Genma Animusha is an exclusive port, even still. This is a, the PS two version that, that also got ported to HD. Yeah, the Xbox I, I, stuff never got anywhere. I didn't think about that when I bought the HD collection when it came out. That oh, now I'm retroactively angry because I've never <laughs> played Genma Onimusha. God damn it! And unfortunately, there's no Xbox emulator for me to send you a link and off the show to give like, oh, go here. I wouldn't play it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Xbox is one of the things I never got. Uh, they don't have an emulator for for original Xbox. Unfortunately, yeah. but it's very testy still, even which upsets me because there's a lot of games on there I really want to play that. I own, but I don't want to play on all Xbox. <laughs> I, I want to save most stage, of my, I think most of my original Xbox games that I wanted to play are backwards compatible, with the exception of the Otogi games. Those are the ones that yes. I really wish that I could go back and play. I re- uh, those are Otogi 1 and 2 and Breakdown are the three games that I always like. I Once there's an Xbox emulator, I mean, I own oh, Breakdown. Breakdown I, yeah, Breakdown's backwards compatible. Yeah, but there's no save states, and I suck. <sighs> <laughs> I played the game like I, I legitly tried to play that game back in the day. I got my ass handed to me. It's challenging. So like There's I probably a guide. Not going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about getting on because I know about the changes. We can bring that up whenever we get there. But so on Musha's game, I, if I remember correctly, wasn't this a launch PS2 game? Close launch to. window. OK, because I actually had played this game right when it my friend had got a PS2 shortly after it came out. And I remember he had Animusha and he had the bouncer and we played the bouncer. But I remember <laughs> him having this game, too. And we played. A, we, we sucked at it. Like, we never got very far. I think it's worth asking which version did everyone play. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, I felt bad because the last few appearances that I've made or ha- like a handful of the appearances I've made, like I haven't been able to finish the games that we've been talking about because of like weird circumstances or the game didn't come well, in on time or whatever. In your so. Defense, they were Legacy of Kane games, and Legacy of Kane games are notoriously glitchy. <laughs> so true, but I, uh, I I did you I did you one better on this one, Mike. I uh, I finished the HD collection on uh, the Xbox, 
And then I, as soon as I finished that, I bought and played all the way through the game on the PlayStation on the HD collection. <laughs> so ask me anything about Onimusha. It's very fresh in my head. I've, I played it in two hours and 26 minutes yesterday. Nice. <laughs> it is a short game. It is. Which I'm okay with that. Like, I know some people would complain about that, and I know that was one of the complaints at the time, but, you know, I don't mind a short... Well, I, when you play a game every week, you don't mind short games at all. Yeah, short games are great. Yeah. I played on PS4. Okay, I played... It, it doesn't overstay its welcome at all. Um, I think I think it does... Well, we'll get to it, because I, I also... I think this is a perfect example of a launch-era new console game where they've got great ideas, but they clearly wanted to get it out in a certain time frame, and so the game just kind of ends... And you're like, oh, I thought that there was going to be another boss, but we're done. Okay, cool. Okay. I played this on PC, but I played the PS. I actually, so I went and bought the PC version right before I was going to play this game. Okay, I'm going to play the PC HD port. I installed it on my PC. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, who am I kidding? Went and pulled up the PS2 emulator and played the ROM because I could save state. (laughs) Because I'm, this game scared me. Not because like it's certain games that come from different parts of my childhood or my memory where. They gave me a lot of trouble, and that anxiety is there, like, I don't know if I can do this, and so I just went with save states, and I don't think I would have beaten this game without, well, not as quickly as I did without save states. The reason I ask is only because, the, if I remember correctly, the original PS2 version, there was no analog controls. Yes, I had to play with the D-pad. <laughs> and the PS4 version fixes that. It's not, it wasn't um, so bad. Fix, Even for... Okay, yeah, sure. It, it, <laughs> I, well, one, I didn't have a choice, but it, it went okay for me with the D-pad. Like, I was surprisingly, I got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. But I did forget until way later in the game that you can, like, str- you can str- you can strafe. So I would just turn around and run from people, like the RE style. Mm-hmm. So that was I'm a staunch tank controls defender, especially in games where there's preset camera angles. So I didn't. it didn't even occur to me that I could use the analog stick on this one. I, I was just like, yeah, you play this with the D-pad. Like, let's go. <laughs> I don't have a problem with tank controls in this game. I don't have a problem with tank controls, but if, if if the option is there not to use them, I don't know if I will use them. Yeah, my issue is that when when I if I if I have analog control in a fixed camera angle game, I get into these situations where the camera angle changes and all of a sudden I'm going the opposite yes. direction and the camera angle changes again. And I will do that for like four times in a row before it gets into my head. Oh wait, okay. When it changes, stop pressing that direction and, and the the tank controls this is like up is always forward so i know where i'm going and that, that that's just true. how it works for me that is true so for those that don't know this game is what many people like to call resident evil meets samurai i mean that's the easiest way to put it like i mean that's kind of what inspired it because this is a capcom game of course and it plays kind of like resident evil because you have tank control at least if you're playing the old version you have tank controls but you also have a sword and you're a samurai so you have actual combat skills yeah and it it works. Like, I was surprised that, like, I enjoyed the combat most of the time. I also love the first scene when you first see these, which I think is an iconic enemy in, in this game or just in general, like the, the skeleton guys with the, with the round hats and the green stuff that look like just regular soldiers that are now zombified. Right. Yeah. I really like them. I, I love all of the uh, monster designs in this game. Like, it, it's got a very distinct look to it. And, like, my thing is is that Capcom is my is my all time favorite developer, and the PlayStation Two era was like just them firing on all cylinders. Like I think even their mediocre stuff on the PlayStation Two is better than a lot of stuff that we get like in in the that we got in the last couple generations. Like 
just mm-hmm. really cool, vibrant characters and worlds and gameplay systems. And, oh, just love everything they did on the PS2. I kind of have to agree. Like, the more I play the Capcom stuff that I never got to, the more I really, really like them, especially during, like, the early 2000s mm-hmm. to, like, maybe 2011 era. That's the cutoff for me, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, like, a specific fall-off point during, like, the 360 era. But then, they, then they've then they started to come back, and, and that's been nice to see. Like, their success with um, the recent Resident Evil games and Monster Hunter World, like, that's been nice to mm-hmm. see. And it seems like they're starting to get their chops back a little bit. I'm still waiting for a better Street Fighter than the last one we got, but that's another <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> My problem is that, that I never, I, I just don't like Resident Evil. That's fair, I just, yeah. I, I just never got into it, and so I was very interested to try this, and I really liked this. So I'm like, maybe I'll give it another shot. Who knows? Yeah. So this was your first time ever playing this game then, Dominic? Yes. Okay. Nice. This is my first time ever beating this game and getting farther than the water puzzle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This I just, was so... I. It's funny, because I normally don't replay games. I, I, I worked in retail for a long time, so I would tend to buy a game the day it came out, finish it in a week, and then trade it in the next week to play to buy the next new game. But I bought the PlayStation 2 for Onimusha because Zone of the Enders was coming out a couple months later and I needed that Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. But I was like, okay, Onimusha is like a good jumping on point. And so that was the only game that I had initially. And so I must have played it multiple times and not remembered because when I bought the HD version in 2019, like the day it came out, I was like, Oh, I remember all of this. <laughs> it's still cool. like it also has a very interesting like the way this game starts, the first cutscene you get, which I, I like the fact that this game takes place in medieval Japan during the whole like samurai era. Like that in the way in the way they started, like the first thing you see is this really cool cutscene, especially for the time that this game came out, of these these soldiers just fighting each other, then you see Nobunaga, which is a legendary figure from history, stand up and take an arrow to the neck. Yeah. And they never just kill him. Never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> yes. And like he doesn't play a huge part in this game, but I know he plays more in the rest of the series, I want to say. I've never played I've only played one other Animusha game that I've beaten, which was Animusha Tactics, which will hundred percent be on the show. Hey, good on you. I, I was gonna say that I've played the whole series except for four, and I was like, I even played Onimusha Tactics. Oh, Tactics <laughs> is amazing. It is. It's really good. Well, we'll get there. I, I've been wanting to do it. I just haven't done it because Longer game, but it's so I'm down to play all six of them. Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> Same. It's just like it's just cool. I mean, I love the like I love history, which has been said in the show many times. I love how this game interacts history, where Santa. The whole thing is Santa Nosuke gets a letter from his sister or somebody, some princess, the, the, the princess. Yeah, he doesn't work for her clan. I, he just seems to be acquainted with her. Okay, it doesn't really specify how he seems okay. to be kind of this wandering samurai who just is clearly legend like clearly his his reputation precedes him there that's the thing about onimusha is that story-wise there's like there's like a lot of lore that you can get from the files that you collect but as far as the actual a to b to c plot it's really simple and not really well defined on what's going on or why (laughs) yeah they don't really explain it super well he cares about the princess he has to go save her demon yeah at some point, he has this really moving speech about how he went to go see the world and you owe it to yourself to see other lands. And, and it comes out of nowhere because so far, the character is just so nothing for most of the game. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the whole idea. I guess he gets he gets that letter and he goes to this castle where she's at. And then you see her get abducted by demons, Genma. 
And that's what the whole story of this game is. You running around this giant castle ground trying to rescue her. Yep. And shit keeps happening. Very simple. Rescue the princess. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> it worked. Like, I mean, I didn't even care what I was doing or why I was doing it. I was just having fun fighting because in any game where if you give me experience points, and this game does that, where when you kill enemies, you have a gauntlet that you get early on that absorbs their souls and you can use their souls to upgrade your magic and your weapons and your items. And that's all I need. And I will gladly kill everything in my path to keep upgrading (laughs) myself. Yes. I maxed out by the end of the game, which was really cool. Yes. I came close. I love I love that the weapons transform as you level up, and also the magic attacks just get amazing. Like by level three, it's re- it's really fun. Yeah, and you need them to be level three also if you're going to beat this game. <laughs> also, getting that, that final weapon is crucial for that final boss. Yeah, that that was ridiculous. We'll, we'll get- I didn't get it this time, and it was funny because I was like, "Why is this taking so long?" And I forgot <laughs> that it was because last time I had the Bishamon sword, it's like, "Oh, okay, that that's why." Okay, <laughs> it's got to be a long fight without that. Yeah, I tried it, and then it's like, oh, that door. I probably can use that item that I haven't used yet on that door. I mean, one thing that I know that this game is compared to Resident Evil a lot. One, this game was made by KG in, in the Fune, or he directed her. He has something to do with it. I think, yeah, I think it. he was the producer, and I guess he might have been co-creator. Probably. Like, you know, and again, PS2, PS2 era, like, you know, he also was the one behind Shadow of Rome, and, of course, the Mega Man series, and... I want to say he might have had some sort of hand in Clover Studios, like them giving, you know, those guys like their first sure. shot. Yeah. And then Clover he being the people who did. And that's when Capcom just completely changed for a little while. Yes. Okay. I just, I was watching some videos about it and they mentioned that he was involved in this. So that's why I'm like, I should bring that up. Yeah. He's the first name that pops up in the credits. <laughs> like <Yeah>. very large. <laughs> okay. He was a good creator. He made yeah. some good games. He kind of fell off a bit after Capcom, but that's that's a different story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he also he didn't, didn't develop. He didn't have the uh, the bloodstained story, unfortunately. He no, he, <laughs> he had the other de- story. From what it, I remember, Mighty Number no. Nine wasn't even done by him; it was done by somebody else. He was just a company that raised the money or something for it. He's not mean, involved in, in it as much as we thought he was. Yeah, hmm. the best There's game that KG Inafune was in after Capcom was the Otome game Sweet Fuse on PSP, where it's about his niece having to save him from a. Saw type amusement park. Huh. That sounds cool. Okay. And then he has to, she has to fall in love, of course, with all the different guys that pop up in the story. Of course. It's just that the in this game you can feel the inspiration of Resident Evil. One with the like we were saying tank controls. One, the graphics are what is this called? Where they have the, the backgrounds are two or two D or rendered pre rendered. And yeah. that works. I have no like pro- I actually like this game. Was a, like when I first loaded up my PS2 emulator, it was a little like eh, it doesn't look that great. But after a little, after about maybe 20 minutes of playing, I'm like, this is fine. Like I was enjoying it. Like, I'm like, this still looks good. Yeah, it looks great. You know, yeah. the graininess went away. Like it still held up. I still, I like pre-render graphics. I don't mind the way that this was, and this game is pretty damn creepy still. <laughs> <laughs> like the the glow of the PS4, like it looked fine. Like there was no issue really with a head with like maybe the character models were a little old looking but other than that like it's it was fine like when you yeah, have an actor playing samonosuke it, it, you're gonna see the actor yeah it, uh, i forget the movie that that they released over here that he was in that i saw and i was like oh it's samonosuke um <laughs> and that was really cool uh, although apparently that has also led to some issues because apparently because onimusha 3 has him and jean renault in it and that's the reason that it's never been even talked about being re-released because the like the licensing issue is just like 
kind of insurmountable. We're also seeing that right now with Lost Judgment. Uh, the there's a whole thing right now where the the agency that represents the actor who plays the main character doesn't want Sega to release their games on PC, and so they might be done because <sighs> they need to re- they need PC sales, and if they can't release those games on PC, then there's no point in continuing with that actor. I hate right. that about games. That's, like that's I hate licensing problems. Like that's why. Mm-hmm. With Marvel games, a lot of times I'll try to buy them or I'll just wait, you know, 20 years because it's like they're not coming. Or when they come back on PC at some random point in Steam, like before they delist them, I will buy them immediately when they get to that cheap point. Like you just you have to with that type of stuff. Yeah, I hate licensing so much. Sometimes Copyright like, and rights stuff just needs to be revamped and redone for the modern age. It's, it's oh, just too restrictive as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I it, So I just bought the Alan Wake remastered edition. And I, I couldn't find an, a, a firm answer on, is the music still in this game? Because that's a huge part of the experience oh, yeah. for me. And it you famously got like delisted. The original version got delisted because of the music, right? And thankfully, the music appears, at least so far, appears to still be intact in the game. But it's like, yeah, but what happens seven years from now? Does this version get delisted? Like, oh, it, yeah. It, right. Uh, it's, it's, point, it's, it's stupid. Like, it's, like, it just needs to be better. Yes, I 100% agree. Like the royalty or something, but yeah, these contracts need to stop expiring. I mean, I, yeah, I know Animus 3 is never coming back out. I mean, I, yeah, I actually unfortunately don't even have a copy of that game. I only bought Onimusha 1 and 2 when I was younger because I didn't ever get into the series very far. Yeah, I mean, Onimusha 2 is my favorite, but I do kind of regret not repurchasing 3 uh, when I started like building my collection back up. I kind of regret it now because that game's never getting re released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing about. get it. Yeah, it's still out mm-hmm. there. I just don't care enough now. Price prices are getting crazy now. I, I haven't looked up that, but like, I think I think it's more of the other three that are getting more pricey, from what I remember correctly. No, three is twenty five bucks. On oh, that's not bad. Four is eBay. probably the pricey one because it didn't really sell that well to begin with. Four, the the fighter, and then tactics. I'm gonna bet are the more are getting yeah. more pricey. Yeah, Animusha Four didn't even pop up. What is it called? Animusha Dawn of Dreams. Dawn of Dreams. Now uh, forty. One guy selling it for 46, not 55, 55, oh, not 30. Bad. I can still swing that. God damn oh, it. Not this terrible. Po- this podcast is going to cost me money. I pay 100 bucks for when I start talking about old games. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's other ways. But okay. But like, I mean, like, I was surprised how much fun I was having with this game. Like, I would go into a room, especially early on, and enemies would spawn. I would just kill them all because I'm like, I want experience. It, and it gives you three different types of orbs. One orb will give you experience. One orb will heal you, which I never saw very often. And one orb will give you magic. And then oh, you didn't the, see the you did, that's that's interesting because like the health orbs I think are pretty generous. Uh, I um, didn't get them a lot. Well, okay. Well, one I should put this out there. I did play in safety, as I said. I would save and load a lot, so there'd be time where I'd be at mid health, but I was never in. I wasn't in low health very often because I wouldn't let that happen. Gotcha. So that might have that might have played a part in it. Why? Because I was yes. watch, reading a video, watching a video, and the guys like. The health orbs are baited on, like, if you're in low health, they'll give you more health orbs or not. Yeah. And I was never really in low health that often. They'll usually tend to give you more magic orbs when you're running low, although I did notice this time around that I wasn't getting them quite as often. Like, the last boss in particular, like, I remember when you would stagger him, he would drop, like, a bunch of magic orbs. But the the last two times that I beat him for this podcast, like, I don't think he dropped any. And so I ended up just like depleting all of my magic on all three weapons and then just going to town with slashes because it's really all I could do. I think he drops like a couple, like maybe one or two when you get him down each time. 
That's yeah, it. or maybe it's health. I can't remember. It's one he of dropped, the like I would see him drop like a couple of the tiny ones, but I'm like, that's not going to help me. Like, <laughs> and also it, they they were they drop so far away that by, like when you're trying to suck him up, and then he's just like doing eye lasers at you. I'm like, stop it, just stop it. Give me the orb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and have then, that problem. That's and then he has the one hit KO move. Does he? I've never. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this game, like, I, I like the way that you can also backtrack for a lot of your areas throughout the game. Like, it's like again, very Resident Evil-y that you're in, like, you're not in a mansion, but you're in a big keep. You're in a big castle. And you can, I mean, you end up backtracking multiple times, but usually the backtracking wasn't too bad. It usually pretty, it was all pretty, it felt pretty quick when you had to do it, except when you do it by choice. Like, I ran around sometimes just because I get lost. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And that it, just, it's, is me. It's a really cool. It, it's interesting because it's it's like the Resident Evil PlayStation One design refined. So like the the way that like the levels the level is designed, you tend to be where you need to be when you have the new thing to progress. Yeah. Um. Yes. And then when you finish that area, it comes back around to where you needed to be. Sort of like a like Modern Souls games. Um, Zelda like yeah. Yeah, but but I love the fact that that it's also just like Resident Evil as hell, where it's like. Yeah, this door, you need these two crest pieces. Why? Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. It's just the way that this, this keep is. Just get it. Do it. They didn't try to explain it like Resident Evil does. <laughs> well, that one lab technician, he put the wolf crest in a book because he was worried about the lock. That's right. Yeah, none of that. I mean, you do get a lot look, of journalists look, in this game. Spencer was very paranoid, okay? And that paranoia, like, ended up kind of getting into the other Umbrella employees. And so uh-huh. they started to create these really elaborate methods of hiding their data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with it in here because it, to me, it fit a Japanese castle. I felt, mm-hmm. I felt like the traps, the different puzzles, the way things are. To me, it all made sense to go along with what you were doing in the place yeah. that you were at. Absolutely. I mean, also yeah. this game is. I feel like, like one, this game will get you get a couple different armors, and like one, you get midway through. Like it does a good job of just giving you things to help you out and keep. Like I never, I didn't get bored playing this game really ever. I mean, one, I beat it in three hours, but I never got bored. Like it just, yeah, I was always getting experience, so I was happy. The yeah. enemies vary, and as, as the game progresses, and you have to backtrack more and more throughout this keep, they keep changing up the enemies. They'll put new mm-hmm. and stronger enemies in these old rooms, which then I would avoid them. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not the Resident Evil thing where once you clear out an area, you're kind of safe for a while. It's like in some cases they'll they'll respawn like when you come right back into the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is you can farm. Yeah, and I th- that's exactly why that's there. There's there's literally a part where they give you like an unlimited like magic well, and it's not to solve a puzzle. It's because you're about to hit a door that has like an extra lock to it, and so if you don't have your orb you know, leveled up enough to open that door. Here's a really easy way to go kill all the enemies on the previous screen with magic and then go refill your magic and just rinse and repeat until you have enough experience. <laughs> right. Which is nice. You also get three swords. Well, three main swords in this game. You start out with one, then you get three powered ones. The uh, first one you get is called the Raizuku. Raizoku. Sounds right. It's, a, it's yeah. a blue sword that when you, it's where if magic it has a magic attack of lightning, which I don't really like because it's not crowd control. You just you smack a guy do 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 and you get hit by a lightning bolt. It looks oh it's cool. it's it's crowd control on level three. That 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 is my favorite oh. weapon by far. I, I I love that one. I got it up level three, but I didn't use it. Was my least favorite swords. So I didn't use it as much. Interesting. I, my least favorite was definitely the second one. Yeah, too slow. And right, you the the fire one. That one's a little bit slower, but I really like the fire attack where he comes down and shoots a big fire wave at people. Yeah. 
It is slower, though. It's like, that's the slowest. The Raizaku is probably the mid one. I'm a big fan, whatever that swallow weapon was. Of that fan. I love that. I, that's the weapon that I leveled up to level three the first. I just love that weapon. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the area of effect is amazing, and that is, yeah. like, the best way to fight the uh, the insect boss because it'll, it'll oh, take really? her out of the air yeah. and then stuns her, and then you can switch to another weapon and use that oh. weapon's magic. It's really Not how good. I beat her. I just use all the projectiles until she did. She went down. <laughs> yeah, you could, and I, I was doing that more this time. Like it, like in previous times, I would just use the the wind magic and then hit her with a hard attack when she came down. But this time, I actually like crafted some burst bullets and used the rifle for I think maybe yes. the first time ever. Like I never used to use it. I was very surprised that this game had arrows and guns. Yeah, and then they I actually used them and they were effective. Yeah. I've only I only used the bow a couple of times to take out a few random archers that were bugging me, and I only used the gun on the big insect boss. And that was arrows it. are like two hit kills. Oh, I just I didn't like them. I don't know. I just saved them. I think I just saved them because like I have an issue in game where if I have expendable items, I just save them for some reason. I mean that's totally fair. But it's Plus like I, I had a sword. Yes, you have a sword. But like compared to Resident Evil, where like a like a pistol will take them out like a zombie out in like five shots sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two shots of an arrow is incredible. And and a single shot to to the weaker enemies, like the skeletons go down in just a single arrow shot. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really nice. I also like the, the rare instances where you get to take out enemies with the environment. Like there's that part with like the battering ram where if you cut the rope, it goes down the slope and kills like five of them in or in a in a like one shot. Yeah. You can you can also drop one of the like big like samurai monsters into a, a ravine if you get them to cross a bridge and then cut the bridge down. I did that too. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more of that because I really, that's super satisfying. Like there's ones that are like crawling out of a hole, you can just kick them back in. Yeah. <laughs> God, the, the Genma have really good designs too and the way that this game gives you your weapons like you you progress, oh you beat a boss okay, here's this, uh, you know, here's this orbit you got. Now you, like, we're, like, I want to talk about the swallow weapon, the As- Arashi I just, I, I think what it was is that weapon's very fast. It's probably the fastest weapon in this game. So when I leveled up to level three, it was just so powerful and, and so, and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. It was fast. And I, I, I didn't block as much in this game as I probably should have because I just didn't want to, I guess. <laughs> and I also didn't know you could hold down R1 and jump around to dodge more like you're supposed to. I didn't do that. I just hit buttons. I didn't do that either. It's, it's not super necessary except for certain bosses where you definitely want to be like stepping forward to get them to start their attack and then quick step back and then step forward back into counter. Um, I just ran and take controls to get away from them. And it worked. <laughs> it's not, it's not the best. It wasn't the, like, it wasn't the best way to do it. I had forgotten that you hold down R1 and he kind of goes into a stance and yeah. you can move around the enemy a lot better, even though like I did it. I just, and I, and before I played this game, I watched a YouTube video and said, okay, what tips should I have before I start? And they had talked about the Ishin that I never even knew was in this game. Yeah, I love that move, but I've never been able to perfect it. Like, what, I can, what, what is the Ishin? It's, it's, a, it's a, basically it's like a perfect, not a parry, but if you hit the button right before their attack lands, he will dart behind the enemy and kill them in one oh. hit. Yeah, I think I've done that a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll get it by and, accident. Yeah. I don't and and Kaede has one too, but hers is easier to pull off because you you just like somersault over the guy and then if you hit the button in the right in the right timing, she'll just like slit their throat and kill them. But oh, 
I don't I don't think in Onimusha 1 you can chain them, but I know in Onimusha 2 you, they actually built more of the combat around the Isen, and you can actually, if you're real good, you can just like take out an entire room of enemies in basically one one go. You cannot chain it, but because it's all based on you have to press the button right before they hit you. Right? Yeah. And you can also do it with blocking, where if you block right before they hit you, then hit square, he will do the same thing, but it's not as powerful. It's more powerful if you're not blocking when you do it. Now, it kills Mike, most enemies in one hit. You're using a term here, Genma, to refer to the enemies, right? Yes. Did your version have that in the text? I think so. I wasn't reading no, it. It's, it's not translated properly, because it, yes. it, the, the, they're called demons, even though oh. like the, you know, the Japanese term is Genma, and then the it's the clan of ogres that gives you the gauntlet even though they're oni because it's oni musha right um, ah. but uh but it's interesting because i i played so i i played the xbox version in english because you need i, I wanted to have that authentic bad voice acting experience um and also that you couldn't have japanese voice acting in the original version but then i went ahead and played it in japanese on the playstation version but the but it's interesting because the subtitles are still this exact same translation as the the dub so mm-hmm. it it's kind of weird because it's like, I know that's not what you said just now, but that's okay. <laughs> I just kept saying Genma because I think I just know they're Genma. So I just fill in the word. I also wasn't paying attention to most of the stuff that was being said in this game. I was just playing the game. That's fair. It, it, yeah, there's not a there's not a big reason to I pay attention care. to it. I, I just think it's funny that they decided to translate it for this one game. And then after that, they're like, never mind. Well, it's early PS2 era. I mean, so I, I think I, that. I was shocked at the time that they actually called it Onimusha because back then we did not really get like the the standard Japanese title. You know, yeah. they, would, they would change them completely. And especially because they don't use the word Oni at all in the game. So it doesn't even really tie into the story for us. Because Ogre Musha would be just silly. Yes. I had never um, known until just now that the clan of Ogre is supposed to be the clan of Oni. Yeah. Never put that well, together, even though I played Onimusha Tactic. No, if you nothing. watch a lot of anime, like you definitely see the connection at the end when he transforms into his Oni form because it's straight up like an Oni, you know, yeah. monster design. And I know of that because that's in Tactics, the Tactics game too. But it didn't click. Yeah. I don't know. I had a hard time with this game. Like, just I had a lot of anxiety playing this game at first until I got the hang of it. I just, and it wasn't the game's fault. It was just all the past memories of playing this game for the first time in 2001. <laughs> And being t- and just having such a hard time with it, and it just you know it just didn't go away. Didn't you have the anxiety with Mega Man Legends? Was it? Yes, that too. Yes, I also going to have the Sound Hill Three too, which is I have to start this week. So <laughs> it's just I, I seem to get paired with that for you. <laughs> we'll see how that goes, but I have a guide, so we'll be fine. But and I have safe states. <laughs> I just I just get that way with with old. I'm not I don't I'm not a big survival horror guy, even though I'm played like you know, four horror games. I'm playing like five horror games in a row right now, but that's because I've spooked over. <laughs> it is what I, it is. I wouldn't necessarily put this in the survival horror category, even though it's obviously like the format is the same, but like the fact that you have so much offensive capability and that enemies will help you regenerate your health. So you're not having to manage your resources as closely as you do in survival horror. Like I, like I always feel super powerful in Onimusha. Like, and it's so satisfying because the sound effects are really good. Like when you slash an enemy, it's just like, oh, that's really getting in there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth mentioning that the this was also co-developed in a, to a degree by Flagship, 
one of the, uh, technically an independent Japanese developer, mm. but deeply involved in Onimusha, the Resident Evil games from that era. They did the uh, Capcom Zelda games on Game Boy Color, Game Boy okay. Advance, Oracles. Dino Crisis 2, Dino Crisis 3, Clock Tower 3. Oh, they did a lot of games. Did they, did they work on Resident Evil Outbreak? No, that's the one they did okay. not do. Good game. Okay. But two, Code Veronica, Dead Aim, Survivor, and Zero. Dead Aim's good, too. Cool. Not many people were going to say that, but I like Dead Aim a lot when I played it. And then they somehow ended up with doing Kirby games before they became defunct. Huh. <laughs> All right, and I think it's time to do that free code for you guys. This is a Steam code for Dungeons 3, and the code is I-M-F-C-H-L-A-8-A-I-H-Z-V-E-9. There's your Steam code for Dungeons 3. One thing I found interesting about the Animusha story, too, is there's one guy that you find who's a lot, who's a human, but he's working with a demon. And I like that they did that. I like that there's some because that's what would happen. You would have someone who betrays their own kind mm-hmm. to join the enemy for power. I'm not sure what power he's getting, but you know, it's not surprising. I, I, I like willing to kidnap and hurt children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that like when they introduce him, like the narrator steps in real quick and tells you, "Oh, one day he's going to um, conquer the world as, as, under this name." And it's like this super like fast like blink and you miss it like thing. And it's like, oh, I guess he was a real dude, but. It's it's like so much of the stuff in this game is not actually important to the 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 actual story. Like the fact sure. that like they keep bringing up Nobunaga, who you see die in the intro, but then you realize that he's been resurrected by the demons and they're helping him gain more power. And you never encounter him in the game. Like there's no he doesn't no. have any dialogue. You don't fight him. You don't even see what happens to him after the end of the game. And it's like. So what was what was that for? Like why? Like you, you to lead up, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, they, he, they couldn't have known at the at, like back then that they were going to do sequels. And I don't even I don't remember if he shows up in two or three. He's I think definitely the, in tactics. I think the it's supposed to be like oh you know Nobunaga is this big Japanese you know historical figure or in Chinese as well. I think he's Chinese. I can't remember. No, I think I think he's uh, he's he's definitely a Japanese figure. But Japanese I figure. think I think. It, it gets confused because, you know, you had like the Romance of the Three Kingdoms games, but then they also had like Nobunaga's Ambition and they were like and, the same type of game. And, and Dynasty Warriors, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My fault. OK, he's a big Japanese figure. And then it's yeah, like, just oh, he just dies. And then yeah. it's like, well, he didn't just die. He comes back. Which is cool. But like, yeah. let's explore that. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's fight zombie Nobunaga. Like, I am down for that. <laughs> you got to fight a giant snake monster. That's the, you got you to do that instead. Yeah, a very worried-looking snake monster. I, I, his face always makes me laugh. I actually, like, one thing I was scared of this game, because when I played it as a kid, I got to the first boss, which is a big ogre-looking guy with a club, which is the one that you see early, like, very early in the game. And then that boss terrified me as a kid, because I couldn't beat him. And this time he went, I mean, I had save state, but he went down pretty quick. It's funny it you say that. that. Because when I played the PlayStation 4 version, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to try to, like, see if I can S-rank this because it's fresh in my memory. I'm going to try to because I wasn't sure if saves factored into it. So I was like, I'm not going to save very often. And I got yeah. to the first boss and he beat me. And I was like, that has literally never happened to me. Like, even <laughs> in 2001, the first time that I played this game, that didn't happen to me. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's not weak, though. He's not weak. No, it, it, you definitely got to wear it, whittle him down. And I like the fact that um, 
the game really expects you to be hammering on that magic button. They're like, no, nah, we, we know what you want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. it, it, especially when you get later in the game and you have all three weapons. I found out that when you get magic orbs or if I've used magic in one weapon, I could use a switch a different weapon, use more magic. Yep. And then suck in orbs and then switch weapons again, use more magic. Like the game, ex- it make it's like, do we want you to use the magic we gave you? So use it. Like, we yeah. will make you use it. And it helps in combat so much. And I, I use magic all the time, especially on the harder enemies where I'm like, I don't want to fight you. This will be faster. There are certain enemies in that game that I have never fought legitimately. Um, <laughs> like, because why? Like, I'm just like, no, you're going down with magic. And also, kudos to the ground stab because that, like, if you can knock an enemy down, that's an automatic one hit kill, and it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't always get it to work, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's finicky, finicky for sure. And, one of the bosses I want to talk about, too, is the second boss, the one that you fight on top of the roof that gives you the third weapon. That is a real... I mean, you fight him twice, unfortunately, but that is a really fun fight where you have to counter... You don't have to counter, but you have to, like, really, like, pay attention to his moves and then, you know, hit him after he's done, so essentially countering. But it was just... I liked it. I yeah, it's like, yeah, him, But I liked it. Like, kind of, like, what's on the rooftops, you gotta be careful. Like, I don't think you can fall off, but, like, the illusion that you could is cool. Yeah, yeah it definitely makes you feel like that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. All of his moves are like forward, like shield presses and stuff like that. And right. it's also really satisfying to break his shield and then oh. and then take him down. And another thing about the game that I want to mention, too, is that, I mean, as you're running through the keep, you keep getting more keys and you get access to new places like Resident Evil. And you'll see soldiers every so often that you can rescue that are fighting Genma. And if you kill the Genma, they usually just give you an item and clap. But as the game progresses, you find just tons and tons of dead bodies with spirits above them that can talk mm-hmm. to you and give you hints. And I... I like how like you just see this castle as time progresses and you're like one, the one day you're here, how bad everything is getting. Yeah. I really like that a lot. If you find the rosary of rosary of communication, cause you can definitely oh. not like it, it's an item that you can easily miss. I didn't realize it was that item that did. It. I thought the game just did it because no. time had passed because w- wait, what? There's an item you get where as you progress through the game, all the dead soldiers that you see in the background now have spirits above them that can talk to you. If you get one item. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I got confused because there's that item you get that you have to use in that, like, screaming doorway of, of souls or whatever. Purifier mm-hmm. bell. Yeah, you get them both in that same area. But and it's it, like, I mean, yeah. It also wasn't too complicated. Like, I used a guide, of course, because it's me, but I didn't feel like these puzzles would have been something I couldn't have figured out. I felt like the chests were in the right areas when you go to a new area. Like, as long as you explore, and most items that you needed, key items are all in chests. They weren't. Some were hidden, but you had the blinking light. It wasn't like... right. Resident Evil or some games where, oh, go check this birdcage for a clip of ammo or stuff like that. Like, you can the, find uh, the, the purifier belt really screwed me up, though, because I got it and I thought I I thought I had used it on the door and then I didn't. And so I just was walking around for like a good hour <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. And it's like, I'll just try it again, I guess. I could see a situation where you just don't find the door because of the way the camera angle is. Yep. Um, if you're not hugging that wall, you it's entirely possible that you won't have the camera angle change and see it. Like, that, that that hasn't happened to me, but I remember this playthrough. I was like, there's probably people who just don't know what to do for a long time at this point because they just don't find that door because it's a really weird placement for it. Plus the text itself, like, if you have the bell, maybe you could figure it out. But, like, it's a little not specific of, like, yeah. you can actually do something. Yeah. The game doesn't really tell you a lot of stuff like that. Well, I mean... Which fits old Resident Evil games, and it fits this era. I believe this was meant to be on the PlayStation originally. I would love yes. to know how that version would have been. It was. There's actually video, and one of the videos I was watching about this game, he had video of the PS1 version. I mean, it's rough, but there's some there. This was there. 
It's funny too because um, I remember I remember seeing like magazine previews of it, and of course being excited for it. But if you ever take a look at Soul of the Samurai by Konami for PS One, they basically they were like, "That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that." <laughs> so there's a there's basically like a PS One like Onimusha style game. It's not great, but you can yeah, get there. You have my attention though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm there's looking course... it up now as, as you since you brought that up. There's, of course, the infamous story then of what spawned from Onimusha developing Onimusha. Oh, yeah. That, like, that is like, like are, you, are you talking about the Devil May Cry juggle? Yes. Yeah, that's such a great, I love that story. I would love to see if they just implemented it in here as well. Yeah, I think it would have actually been awesome. Like, if you could, like, pop them up into the air and then hit them with, with magic or something like that. Yeah. This game inspired Devil May Cry also, in a way? Yes. I it, well, that. I don't know. I don't know so much that it inspired Devil May Cry itself. What happened was because, you know, I like occasionally you do that, like kind of upper uppercut swing. Yeah. Like if you press forward, there is a glitch in Onimusha when they were making it where it would launch the enemies into the air. And they were like that. We, we, we need to fix that. But the, but the other team, there's another team who was working on something else. And they were like, we can use that. Huh. And that that I don't know. I don't know if they were already making De- Devil May Cry at that time, because Devil May Cry was also supposed to be a Resident Evil game. Yeah. So. So I'm not sure if they would already decided that it was going to be something new, but they were like, OK, yeah, let's let's pop them into the air. And then what if you could shoot them on the way down and yep. then a star was born? <laughs> so I looked up this Soul of the Samurai game that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I really want to play this now. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. Make sure I get myself a version of it to play. You have yeah, my it, attention now. It, it's it's one of those, you know, C-list games that is definitely worth playing because it, you know, you can have discussions about it. And it's it's one of those, like, things that didn't even land when, when it came out. And so it's lost to time, really. Oh, yeah. And I, I love playing games like that. I don't do a lot of them on this show like that because they don't do as well. But I try to work in some. Yeah. random games like well back back when konami just had different developers in different japanese cities mm-hmm. like this one is sapporo hybrid heaven on n64 has the osaka team love hybrid heaven oh and then, like there's another big part in this game that i that i i like i didn't like it at first but it, i'm glad it has it like throughout this game you have a couple parts you have to switch to kaide which is a little the ninja companion that you have the female mm-hmm. ninja companion i really like it was actually fun. Like it's fun playing as her for a little break. Like there's a couple parts where one Sanonosuke gets captured by the other, the human person that you find. And then a clone of Sanonosuke comes out, punches her in the stomach. And then you have to play as her. Yeah. <laughs> it's it interesting was- because she doesn't, you know, cause they established like right off the bat that like regular weapons are not very effective against the demons. And yeah. so it's very challenging to kill stuff with her unless you can do that. Like one hit kill with her, but it's also it, you start to realize that you can also just Resident Evil it where it's like, I'm just going to run past all of you and get to the door. <laughs> well, hey, at least she's the master of unlocking because she has a snowy kit. She does. She's really cool. I love her animations. And I honestly would have liked to see them bring her back in another game, but give her like, you know, demon killing powers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but apparently she just dies 14 years later and oh. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was fun. I mean, the first time you play as her is one of the worst parts of the game. Where you have a you know those you have a few different puzzles that come up. This is the part that broke me when I was a kid for the first time. Where you you have a couple simple puzzles, and then you have a water puzzle where you have Sineske is in a room, and there's little meters filling up. And you have to move little blocks and put two blocks together, like one of those kind of puzzles, and it's random. <laughs> I was very surprised when this section came up. 
Yeah. That's I'm starting to realize that that I have a I have a bad history with things involving water that will break me. Like the one underwater level of Ninja Turtles for the NES, the water temple in Ocarina of Time, and this goddamn puzzle with the water filling up. Um it's funny because I this was where I my hubris came into play on the first playthrough where I was like, yeah, I don't need to save. Like, I got this, and I was like, oh, shit, this puzzle. And then, of course, I failed, and I had to, like, replay, like, the last, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shitty... I mean, I, I got it first try, but I also had saved it right before, so I was like, I don't care. But it's not that... I mean, when I heard it was random, too, so it can be a lot harder than what you want it to be. Mine wasn't too bad, the setup I got. Is it random? Like, I... I... Well, that's what the internet told me. Is that I was true? Watching... I don't know, but the internet told me it was random. Hey, what's supposed to be random about it? The way the blocks are positioned. Hmm. Oh, okay. It seemed to me like they strange. were the. It seemed to me like they were the same, and I, I started to watch a, a speed run because I was just curious, like what that looks like. And it seemed like he knew exactly like what order to to move the blocks, but okay. well, maybe. It's but not. he also might just be have like you know that type of focus where he's like, I know exactly where I need to go as soon as I look at this tile set. And I'm assuming it's different. You know, it probably has certain amount of varieties you'll get, so they know which yeah. one. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm watching the speaker as we talk, but I don't have the audio on, so I can't, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure of that one, but it, it, it it's, it's annoying, but like, I get it. They had to put that, you know, horror element in a, in a puzzle and, and that, I mean, a lot of this game is like run around, get this key, open this door. Oh, okay. Now you can go back here, but I didn't have any problem with the backtracking at all. It never really bothered me because I was getting experience while I was running around. I didn't care. Yeah, and, and you're also picking up new things so quick, you know, so often yeah. as you're backtracking. I, I do think it's funny, and this kind of plays into my theory that this game was like a little bit rushed. Like, there's a part where you need like, th- I think like three different items for different things, and there it's like, oh yeah, they're just here, like strewn about in this courtyard. Yep. Just, just kill these enemies, and here you go. This is all you need for this part of the game. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Well, there's one door at one point in this game that's the stairs are all blocked by fallen debris, which is in the Xbox version instead. Interesting. Because I, I'm assuming they just, you know, they have the store. They just they didn't have time to do it. But in the Xbox version, the Xbox port, they they put a secret dungeon in there. Nice. And then and then you have that, and then you can contrast that with like the beginning of the game, where it's like, oh, here's a box with a word problem you need to solve. You'll need to come back to it later once you yeah. have all of that. Yeah, you, like, we didn't talk about that, but yeah, we have all these, you, have, you have two different kind of puzzle boxes in this game. One where you have to put like you have to move numbers, which you can just kind of figure out like how the how it moves. And the other ones are where you have to translate the Japanese words or whatever they are, maybe not any Japanese words, but translate the words to then get the right meaning of the box. Yeah, but you have to get these books you collect throughout the game that will translate it for you, or you read a guy that tells you what to do, <laughs> <laughs> like I did. <laughs> but it's a cool part. And those are those are very like the 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 number trick boxes are vital. Like they have things you need to progress the story, but the the word bu- puzzle boxes are really you can skip them if you don't need them. It, it, you'll get the uh, power jewels and magic jewels that increase your health and magic, but you can not do that if you don't want to. Which is yeah, I mean I did all the boxes. I got all because I was using the guide. <laughs> I got all the boxes. Like eventually, I had, I had a you know. Like that first one, I had to take some time to figure out what that puzzle was asking me to do. But it's like, I, I glad I can go back and figure it out. It's yeah. cool. Like you can, I mean, at one point in this game, you do something where you activate a portal or something where the, the, the evil world like breaks in and destroys part of the keep. But other than that, the whole keep you have open to throughout the entire game. Well, there is also that section where you cut down that bucket in the well and the thing just drops. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then it's like, when does that come into play? And then it's like way later. You yeah. can grab the item without cutting down the bucket, but if you cut down the bucket, you can get the item when you go down there. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, you can just grab it from the bucket without cutting it. You probably have to go up, up top first before cutting it down, I'm, I'm sure. Something like that, yeah. You have to yeah. do something first, but yeah. I, I know I the see. guy told me just to do it, so I did it. But one of the other boss, one of the other enemies I want to talk about, there's this random, like, surgeon zombie demon guy that you see. And the first time you see him, he just obviously, like, like Julian's comment, oh, a liver. Like, he's just <laughs> working on dead body. You never fight the guy in the entire game. You see him, like, two times, but you never fight him. <laughs> or three yeah, times. Yeah, that's, that's another one of those things where I'm like, in a normal game, like, this would be a boss at some point, but we just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty damn hilarious to me that, like, you see him, he's there, but then he just goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it made yes. me laugh. I'm like, yeah. okay. Because I always thought he'd be a boss in this game, because, like you said, he should have been, but he's such, like, the... I mean, he does release, like, some tentacle monster on you that becomes a regular enemy. Oh, there's also one room where you run through, which felt like Resident Evil, where you see all these tubes, like, canis, like, tubes on the side with, like, samurai demons inside them. And, of course, you're like, yep, these are going to break. And as you run down the hallway, they all come out. Oh, there's that one section where it's just, you you see it one time where you come up on the second floor of the keep of that main room you kind of get into. And the first time you get to the second floor of that, where it yeah. shows you the fight happening, like on the first level, mm-hmm. and then like you can just see it happen as you go through the upper hallway, and then when you come back, it's done, and you have completely new camera angles. Well, yeah, if you have the bow at that point, you can actually take out the enemies, and they'll drop an item for you. But this second playthrough, I had done it out of order, so I was like, "Sorry, guys, I guess you're screwed." Um, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, go ahead and go on to the next doing room. That. <laughs> I didn't go down but, there either. I, I didn't. But have a, like, yeah, but that's like I a very specific it. event that's really cool to see. Like that yeah. shows that despite maybe being rushed, they tried to input a lot of detail. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not like I don't want to take away like from the like what the finished product is because I think it like especially back in 2001, like my mind was blown. Like I I loved this game. I still love this game. It's just now, you know, 20 years later and kind of looking at it with more critical eyes, I'm like, right. yeah, there's some there's some stuff that was cut because they wanted this out, you know, sooner rather than later. I, I just think that the the how the way it's divided is interesting. Yeah. You have those sequences of great visual camera effects and then the debris block a stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's normal game, you know. Especially Resident Evil style stuff. It also it also does a really good job of like establishing that you know that the demons have really messed up this keep, but also they continue to mess it up. Um, you because know, it does change. Like like Mike said, like once that section of the demon uh, tower like crashes through the keep, like it it affects other areas of the game, and so so it it doesn't feel as static as some of the pre rendered backgrounds in other Capcom games do. And again, I think that was like because they could do that on the ps2 it was like the power of the playstation 2 yes yeah i think this does a decent job of showing off early ps2 also yeah what was possible what was happening yeah. yep i mean yeah i know I mean, one of the complaints oh go ahead mike i'm sure one of the complaints was that this game is short i'm sure that was a complaint back then um i don't think it was oh, because because you know it came out in that perfect window where it was like all right, people who were early adopters have finished the games that they were going to buy at launch. This is a really cool-looking new game, so let's pick this up. And and it was just so polished and so good that I don't think that... And also, you got to remember, games were also shorter back then. So 
Um, yeah, this was I, before the whole open world craze too. So exactly, um, okay. it was like if this had come out in the 360 area, then yeah, it would have been totally like flamed for how short it was. But they, <laughs> it was still it was still like acceptable because you you got to remember like the bouncer also was like super short, and that wasn't what people were complaining about. Man, I about everything else. I love the bouncer. Um, I need to finish playing the bouncer. I think I played through one well, one of the playthroughs, one it, of the routes. I know a guy's been trying to find people to play that game with on the show, so. I can help you. <laughs> maybe maybe we can go back to the bouncer as well. <laughs> trying to the game was actually supposed to be on the show, some inside baseball back. It was actually on the schedule back in twenty twenty, but then my other two co hosts quit and the guest that I had was became my co host, Mike. So I was like, Well, we're not doing this game now because I don't know if I can find any other volunteers. So Oh yeah, it's hundred percent. I've been wanting I want to cover that game so bad. <laughs> I love that game. 2022 maybe <laughs> yeah won't be this year but yeah it's on my list no, i mean trying to think of some other things i want to mention with Animush. like one you fight a clone of yourself at one point which is as a boss fight which is kind of cool i didn't have a problem with it he tends to be one of the tougher bosses for me um, Kick my ass but because he can definitely corner you and if he corners you you're you're in a lot of trouble yeah but if you don't let him corner you then it's not too bad you, you're, you just really have to like work like make sure that you're blocking his fireball so that you can absorb the magic and then kind of hit him with magic when there's an opening and that's like the best way to take him down yeah well, you, you can absorb to... the magic by blocking the fireball well you have to block the fireball and then it turns into a magic orb it's faster than just dodging the fireball because the magic orb will be closer to your gauntlet oh um, i didn't even you yeah. you block it you absorb and then you use the magic he gives you then hit him when he's doing his magic attack yeah otherwise he can block your magic attacks too yeah yeah I just waited until his defense was down, and then I attacked. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that as well, definitely. Like especially if he's winding up his fireball. If you're close enough, you can just start slashing. I love, I love that the um, the setup for that battle because even for 2001, like it was just like really good framing and direction. Like the the way that it's like the first person perspective from the clone, like and it, it's like his slow steps, and then it cuts to him him coming out of the shadows. And he has this really like creepy look on his face, and then it has that face off between both of them right before the battle starts. It's like you know they did some really cool stuff in this game that I don't think they get enough credit for. No, yeah, they did some really cool stuff. I also really like the second area you go later on, where you have to go get the boat to get across, and you're like in on, on water, like a water garden type thing. Is how I mm-hmm. picture. I mean, you're on a lake, like you're on a floating floating buildings on a lake. It feels like. I re- mean, to me, it really feels like you're going to the residence house in the residence in original Re- Re- RE, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it felt to me. Like, I like it, though. I, I was like, OK, this is cool. Like, I I had, at some point I had seen this part before when I was younger. I had seen either my friend must have got here to work because I remembered the bug lady that was coming up. Can't remember why I remember the bug lady, but I knew of the bug lady. <laughs> can we can we talk a moment about her introduction? Because first, had- who is she? Well, she's just one of the demons. She's masquerading okay. as a human. Yeah. Um, but she's okay. just a demon in disguise. But I had forgotten about her intro cinematic when she transforms. And I was like, that's hella ninja scroll right there. That, <laughs> that's not okay. I don't like any of this. <laughs> no, it's bad. It, it's, t- it's a little gruesome. Yeah. I feel like cool I've seen design, enough though. wasp queen type bosses that I not, was not very faced by it. I think it was just the actual transformation. Like there's there's something like, overtly erotic about it but also disgusting body horror kind of like cameo <laughs> you keep bringing up that game every time you're on the show 
Because <laughs> Graffiti Kingdom is a lot like Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, God, Cameo. If you want to hear that episode, go look through our catalog. We did Cameo and Graffiti Kingdom. Two games, you, one game you might have heard of, one game you probably have no idea what it is. And that whole section with the Wasp Queen is very interesting. And just, it's so weird. Because you have the whole, you're getting to the center of that kind of pavilion area. And then it's just a boat. Mm-hmm. And then you just take the boat. Yep. And it, it's just so random. I also like the the fact that when you when you switch over to Kaede, like the the thing that happens is that Samonosuke gets surrounded by these bug creatures, yes. as if he hasn't like slaughtered groups of enemies the same number like thousands of times already in this game. <laughs> and I, and I have to I have to do like some a little bit of mental gymnastics where I'm like, okay, when Kaede shows up, it's right after that happens. Like it's not that he's he has not attacked for like the last right. fifteen minutes. It's that she just showed up right as this happened. Because, right, that's like, how it has to be. Yeah, it's because like why are also, you why are you hesitating? Because <laughs> you can you can defeat that. I forget what it's called right now. The evil world gauntlet style like yes. four by mm-hmm. four champ uh, challenge. The yeah, dark the dark realm. realm. So, yeah, you can you realm. can beat the dark realm. So you can see those enemies. You can have yeah. already defeated them. I already did. I did it before this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I already saw these guys. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, again, not something you're worried about, but the game is sure worried about it. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, I really like, oh, we also should mention at one point, Kaide gets a second weapon. I can't remember if we said that or not. She gets a sacred knife that I forgot to, I didn't know you could equip it right away. And there's a part you have to hit these, like, tentacles and break them. And I was just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, and nothing's <laughs> happening. I'm like, oh. And I checked my inventory. I went, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, both times on the, for the, these playthroughs, I ended up getting the knife before I got to that point, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if you need that sacred knife to get through these areas because they want you to have it for this boss." And clearly, they do. I, I just mm-hmm. it didn't click because I did it in the other uh, you know the opposite order. I yeah, I, I like I I like this part with Kaida. We have to run to get to Samonosuke. It was fun to me because you get to go in rooms that he couldn't go into because she's the master of unlocking. Mm-hmm. And it just was so, it was fun to me. Like, I was like, I really liked the way she played. I didn't like how I didn't get experience, yeah. but I liked the way she played. Yeah. I, I love her I back was, It was, it was funny that like the door would be locked and then she'd use it. And then you go back to Samonosuke and it's like, oh, the door is now ruined. Yeah. That's some bullshit. I was like, let me, <laughs> let me go into these. Er- I mean, I guess there's no point. There's no reason to, but there's just something I don't like having doors that I can't access. <laughs> right. It, it's just let, just let him in. Let him in. Let him in. She should have just unlocked the door. She didn't need to destroy it. What if I missed some fluorite? It's gone. Well, you better not miss it the first time, I guess, huh? Yeah, I still haven't gotten all of them. I, I always end up with 18. <laughs> Is there any I don't remember how many I got. I know I got close. I took a picture. I can tell you at the end when we get there. But nah. Oh, I also took a picture. Let me, let me see. Super I sent fluorite. it to you. Like. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh. there's 20 total. And I'm I'm imagining that it must be in one of the earlier areas that I d- d- I haven't backtracked to after you get the ability to see them in the environment, but just haven't taken the time I, to do it. I also laugh that there's a Resident Evil shotgun puzzle in this where you have to get a fake, you have to get the decorated arrow to put on the stool where you take the great arrow because otherwise it locks the door. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I also got 18 floor You did too. Okay. Oh, you had 18. Yep. You know now you have me curious. Oh, we should mention fluoride is like this little hidden collectible in the game that serves no purpose, I think, right? No, it unlocks like a whole mini game thing called Oni Spirits. And I want, oh. I've never seen that before and I want to play it. It's sort of like, um, I guess, you know, to the, the easiest way I could put it is like, it's like VR missions for Oni Musha. It's like these like small 
small room, like specific condition things that you have to go through and they get increasingly harder as you, as you progress. I, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. I did not know about this. I didn't even know this was in there. I mean, I knew the floor it was there, but I didn't know what it what it did or anything. I didn't care. I mm-hmm. got four. I got fourteen of them or fifteen of them. Yeah. So that, that would have been more hours of content, but potentially. Yeah. And you you break vases or something? It looks like, or you just do little like puzzles. Yeah, I think you, I think it's something like you have to like break vases and and kill enemies, but your your health is constantly ticking down. Ah, yeah. Um, so you're trying to do things like as efficiently and quickly as possible. Huh. You got to break certain vases, I guess, and release things. You got to break them all. I don't know, and then you get health and stuff from it. Okay. Yeah, you got to break all the vases. I'm just watching it right now. I never. <laughs> oh. I didn't even know this was in the game. Interesting. I've never even heard of it. I mean, I think they mentioned it, or one of my guides mentioned it, but I just didn't care. Oh, yeah, you go into a room with different enemies and different vases, and you have to break stuff. And you I get like items stuff in the game end, and then you want. I like game. breaking stuff in the game. Like I love the parts where you can actually like slice through like the uh, the paper shutters, or there's <laughs> yes. certain. Uh, like files that are hidden behind scrolls that you can slash down. Like that yeah. stuff is really neat. I like that too. Oh, you I even mean, get I... other weapons in this thing too. Like you get the other ore. This is, this is interesting. <laughs> As someone who grew up with like Nintendo games and not being able to have a lot of destructible environments, I would have gone crazy for this as a child. I would have right. loved to have this. <laughs> just being able to slash like the bamboo in that section or just the curtains. You would really like this little Ani Spirits guide thing, then, that you get. You just bring pots all the time. There's a great PS2 game called Bujin Guy that <laughs> the whole second level is just cutting down bamboo. If you, you gotta, like, I mean, that was the best part of Bushido Blade 1, was, like, they they knew what they were doing. They had the, the background with just the bamboo that you can run through and slash. It's like, they know. <laughs> yes. Bujingi, that's the Forsaken City game, right? Yes. But the same guy from Dirge of Cerberus, that, that's why that game will never get re-released? Yes. Genki or something? Gak. Gaki. Gak. Yes. Okay. Genki is a game developer. <laughs> okay. I, I just I knew it was something with a G, but I didn't know what, so I, I guessed. It didn't guess very well. Quick aside on that game, the first level is really cool because you play through the first level, and then you get the opening montage, which is just the footage of you playing the first level over credits. That's neat. I like that. It's, it's probably going to be on the show at some point because I know we've been talking about doing it someday. Yes. We uh, as yeah. <laughs> I, I I will be there for that. <laughs> it might happen. Is, is fun. I like trying to. I don't do a lot of it because I, I. But I try to do some random ass games doing the show. So, and that's one that I didn't even know existed until we did Dirge of Servers and people brought it up. So, yeah. he's done Dirge of Servers on the show. Yeah. My God. I like Dirge of Servers. I think still. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. It's not a good game. I know. I just like it. I've rarely seen Square Games be so boring. Yeah. Well, I don't want to bring up that <laughs> bug boss that we were talking about. Like, yes. so that was the so earlier. So one point nine Musha, you do get a gun, a matchlock, which you <laughs> don't have to get. It's hidden, I think. But I used it. The only time I used it was on this boss because it works well because she's flying. So I was able just to shoot her all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you just target her. You don't even have to aim. She's off screen. Just go yeah. for it. Just keep yeah. shooting her. And it, I liked it. Like it was. It was cool. It was a. It, it's it's the first fight that you do that's kind of it's the only fight you do it like that where you have little enemies that keep spawning in the room with you and then you have her flying around you have to take her down and, and that one that one can get a little stressful because yeah. those those bugs are surprisingly resilient and then also they and I think this is intentional but like <laughs> absorbing souls is just slow enough to where you have to strategize about when you do yes. it yes and and without fail it's like when they drop health 
It's like, oh, I need that health. Let me suck that up. And then you get the health and then they immediately hit you and you lose the health that you just got back. And it's like, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, this was a moment where I at least died once, if not twice to this boss, mm-hmm. which was not that super common, which was nice. But actually having to like think about my strategy and just like, OK, I'm just going to fire as many projectiles as possible. We'll see where we get from there. Okay, yeah. great. She's down. Go. Okay. <laughs> and then it's after you beat this boss, because right before you fight this boss, Sanonosuke gets the great bowl. Because the whole like second half of the story of this game is that when the keep gets partly destroyed and the evil world comes up, there's a gate, and you have to get this great bow and this great arrow to break the gate and unlock where the final boss is. Right. I don't know. The Buck Lady was cool. Like it was a cool cutscene you get of them escaping to, and it was nice to use the gun for a first time, an only oh. time in the game. <laughs> the part where he, they're just it's just an action scene for like a nineties movie where they're just running away from the the <laughs> pavilion and then it just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason at all, but yeah. I, I but I'm always every time I see that I'm like, but she's gonna drop a bunch of souls and you're not gonna let me pick them up, and I'm <laughs> angry now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. You're right. This did need a demon souls thing of like it, she has a very specific soul you can absorb now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, kind of like a Mega Man thing. Yeah, you got wash power, wash beam, and, and it's funny because really like cool <laughs> once you get the great bow and and the arrow, it's like it's a sprint to the finish, man. Like they're like we're wrapping this up. Let's go. Like you got, got one time. mini boss, and then just just book it to the last boss. Like don't even worry about these enemies. <laughs> I still did a little bit, but I, I was getting that point too. So I want to talk about the Dark World. That were, no Dark Realm. The, oh, the, the optional the challenge yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. Yes, I. So I did this too. Be I never did it before, but I was I had safe states. So I was okay with it. I wasn't scared of it. But it. So what it is? It's twenty rooms, and each each room you fight a bunch of enemies, and then you'll sometimes get an item, and then you go on to the next room, and it's twenty rooms of this, and mm-hmm. this is. It was kind of cool. Like, I mean, I, I had a bunch of medicine, so I'm like, I don't care. I have items to use. I'm going to use items. So I would I, I use save states, of course. So if I had a really bad room, like, oh, let's redo that room. Jealous. <laughs> well, that's how I play. I mean, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. Like, I don't like gauntlets usually in games. I only did this because I knew what the item that you get at the end of it, it is. Mm-hmm. It's only, But it was still fun. Like, that's how I saw a lot of enemies that I didn't see. Bef- I wouldn't have seen before. And then you see them later and it's like, I'm totally prepared. <laughs> yeah and that, else, i don't know what you're worried about <laughs> it, that's what made it cooler but it was it was kind of interesting like some of the stuff that you had to like fight you i used to use a lot of magic whenever i could oh yeah like it, it's definitely geared towards that and it's and it's it's cool because of the you know it starts out very simple like okay here's just some skeletons now here's the dudes that you know the ninjas that hop around but it's just them but then when it starts to throw different mixtures of enemies at you like that's when it gets really interesting where you have to like prioritize and kind of then you start rationing your magic where it's like okay i'm i need to use regular attacks on these enemies because it's also mixed in with the big bull dudes with the axes and i need to save my magic for them and so anytime that you get more magic it's like okay holding on to this because I know there's going to be another big guy in the next room. So he's getting that. <laughs> I I like also how you get there. There's some weird little cocoon guy that just drops down and go, hey, got a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. So weird. He also does not want to talk to Kaede. No. Oh. <laughs> I never he tried also doesn't have time for you at the beginning of the game. He just stares at you. Yeah, you yes. have to have all your magic at least level two before he'll talk to you. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. 
So he'll whenever you have all that, he'll talk to you. So it's kind of like the game setting it up. So make sure you do certain things. Mm. Yeah. You can also upgrade your you can upgrade your bullets, your herbs, and your arrows like fire arrows, burst bullets, and medicine, respectively. I like that your like. gauntlet. I like that your gauntlet transforms as you absorb souls as well. That's neat. That's cool. I love. I love. I love. Uh, I don't think so. I just. I just like seeing my character physically change throughout the game. Like in role playing games, like if you have armor sets that actually change the way my character looks, I love you. Just automatically, like you must love Zeal thing then. I haven't played it, but yeah, I, I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. Final Fantasy is my favorite franchise of all time, and uh, like, if Final Fantasy 16 doesn't have actual sets of armor that change the way the character looks, I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> you know what is upsetting though, actually, is that Kaede passes at least two gauntlets in the game. Does not think about picking one up because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't gifted to her by Musha. But she could have that inner struggle with her ancestors or whatever that scene was supposed to be with Samanosuke. They didn't tell her to seal the souls of the demons to her right hand. So she can't, <laughs> I, I guess, but you don't, you don't, you don't know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and then when you finish the dark realm, you get a flute, which the game does not tell you what the flute is for, but that's the final item you get. It's an ocarina. Yeah. I like it. Like I knew I, cause the guy told me what to do. And, and when you go to the final area, you fight, the same boss that you fought on the roof, but this time he's stronger and he changes up. Like at one point he had two swords when I was fighting him. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what are you doing with two swords? <laughs> <laughs> he, his, his attack pattern is really cool too, because he, he, once he gets the two swords, he like dashes in, he slashes and then immediately dashes back. So you can't counter attack. And it's, <laughs> so you really have to be like on your game and be like, okay, as soon as he's out of here, I need to like quick step forward. If I'm going to like do anything, and I, I really like you have to kind of think about that one a little more than some of the other bosses. He's not. He was he was cool. And it's a good little thing because like, you fight him. And then right after you fight him, you get a save point and you get your lap. And then it's right in there where you have the door. You have a, a skeleton hand covering a door. You have to go up to pick the flute, play the flute item. Then the door opens and you get the best sword in the game. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I was trying to press like C left, C down, C right and then C left to try to go back yeah. in time. I guess I did it wrong. No? It's, no yes, good. yes. <laughs> took a second before I, knew I got where you were going, but I'm like, oh, no, I get where he's going. And then You're you more of like this... a Zelda, like a, or like an earlier Zelda puzzle, where like uh, like a skeleton hand door would just be like a thing you'd see. Mm-hmm. And you just got to use the item, and then it's gone. And then that was cool, I guess. Yeah. And then we gets us to the final boss. Which has a really cool cutscene before he shows up. Which is not really as cool when you have to watch it several times. <laughs> yeah, but you can't skip cutscenes in this game, which is an issue. And I don't think you, you can, can either in the HD version. You can. No, you, you can. Yeah. Oh, can they fix that? Oh, you oh yeah. Right well, before this, you have a giant spiraling staircase of bones you have to run down for no reason. And then you go, you get two medicines right before the final boss. But they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Here, have some health <laughs> items. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the, but, the last area is like... I there was a, the de- designers were like I don't know it's like a circle just run down the circle we we we're, we just want to finish this guys let's just <laughs> what is, let's just what go. Is intriguing to me is that you can only get two medicines in that room there are at least three you can grab but you can only grab two oh really yeah hmm. when you go down the staircase if you kind of hug the wall you'll be able to find one of them oh but you can't but then at the bottom you can only grab one more interesting. That's weird. They just want to make sure that you have like those. They want to make sure you get two before you go in. 
but not three. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> oh, and the whole like plan of what the demons are doing is they're going to capture the princess and they captured her nephew or whoever the kid is, and they're going to kill the kid in front of her so that way she's sad and they'll suck her soul in. Is that what it was, right? Well, they're gonna they'll they'll kill her and then fill her blood. They'll they'll fill her skull with her blood and then have Nobunaga drink from that. And because of her sorrow right before she dies, like her blood will be even more powerful and then he'll do stuff. He'll be the <laughs> the Oni king. He'll control the world. Okay. Yeah. It, it, or it's, I guess the Genma king. I don't know. The Genma king. Yeah, it, it's not really well defined. Um, because, you know, if you read the books from the weird scientist demon, you definitely get the impression that he doesn't really want to do this. Like he doesn't like helping humans. But this is what Lord Fortinbras is telling him to do. But it also seems like I don't it doesn't really explain like why they even need like a human to be to get demon powers and lead the army. It seems like they could just kind of do that themselves if they wanted to. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. You, you fight a big snake boss with wings. <laughs> I like this. I mean, so you only hurt. So you have to keep hitting him and hitting him until he drops his head. You only hurt him when he drops his head. Is um, that what it was? I don't think so. I think that's just when you that's what that's when they want you to like really put the I think that's when you would want to like actually do like your magic okay. attacks is is when he's down. Maybe that's why I was doing it wrong. I think if you hit him with a magic attack when he's down, that's when he drops more orbs. Okay, cuz I, I was just using I had the Bishamon sword, so I just kept hitting triangle triangle all the time and it just does whatever it does a little special attack. Right. Cause I, I just would, I didn't even bother dodging. I had like 15 medicines or maybe 18 <laughs> medicines. So I would just stand there, smack, smack, smack. He does a spell, hit me. Okay, whatever. Smack, 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 heal, smack. And, I just, and then just continue doing that the whole game, the whole fight. I won. Yeah. I didn't care anymore. <laughs> I was like, well, I have 15 medicines. I've been safe stating and saving everything. I guess now's the time. I might as well just use them. I have them. And I, it's, it, it's very easy to just go up there and just start wailing away. But then there's that one hit kill move, and then what's the one hit kill? Yeah, move? tell me about this because I've never I've never encountered this. I've encountered like okay, so I it's so let's see, I got him down once, twice, three times, right? Where <laughs> he gets into his little crouch state, and then he gets back up, and then it's on that fourth time when you start attacking him, he can just like grab you and like you can lift oh, you up. That isn't a one hit kill. I never was able to break it. You have to tap all the face buttons to get out. All of them? Yeah, because when they grab you in this game, I would just tap square like or X or something like a normal game. You, I think you have. I started hitting all four and I got out faster. And then when I was okay. listening to a, reading the guide, yeah, it's to tap every, just start tap tap all four. That's my problem. Then I just tapped one or two. Yeah, because that's what you would do in a normal game. But I guess they <laughs> didn't know. They're like, ah, yeah, make you tap all four. Yeah, you but if all. you but if you fail, you die. Yes. It's still pretty much yeah, one, hit kill one hit kill, but you can get out of it. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never seen it. I didn't see it when I played, but that's because I he never stopped. He he fell over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was no matter no matter how many times I tried, it was always that fourth time he managed to grab me. Huh. Now that you mention it, I do remember seeing like a different animation because he has so he has like he he throws out these like laser beams from overhead that right. they they they're telegraphed on the floor so you can dodge them. He has an eye laser that he kind of like arcs on the uh, along the floor in a straight line. He has a fire breath that goes in a in a 180 degree path. And then he has like a punch or or like a like a strike with his hand. But now that I, now that you mentioned that, like I did remember seeing like towards the end of the fight, 
like a like more of a swinging animation, but I didn't get hit by it because he would always do it when I had backstepped out of the way of the yeah. overhead lasers. So I was like, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but I didn't it's get hit that. by it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then after you beat him, you get the ending cutscene where he Tanonosuke rescues the two, the princess and the and the kid, and then he gets oh. grabbed by the snake dragon thing. Yes. Demon. And it does look kind of like a dragon. <laughs> Because of the wings, and this is when he turns into an Animusha for the one and only time in this game. Yes, which is like I don't know why this wasn't a gameplay thing. Exactly, exactly. It's like this is another thing where I'm like, you guys had this idea of having him transform into a really cool thing for this fight, but then you couldn't do it in time, didn't you? Yeah, because it's he, such a tease. Because he gets the blood <laughs> on the gauntlet, which I know there's been blood on there. Had to, I mean, we got I got stabbed plenty of times in this game. He gets the blood in the gauntlet, then he turns into the the demon, the Animusha. Yeah, and he fucks that guy up. Like <laughs> it's really good. He he blows up one of his hands, slices through the the other arm all the way up to the elbow, like just cuts it in half, and then like stabs him in the head and makes both of his eyeballs pop out of their sockets. Like it's, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's freaking violent. And I'm just, it's just surprising because like the only other Animusha game I played is tactics. And you can in that tactics game, when you get midway through, you can turn into an Animusha in battle. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. they do it in two and three. Like I think Jubei is able to eventually transform. And I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that Samonosuke does it in three. Okay. So I, it, and it just makes me think that like yeah they had this whole other like design and like game mechanic for it but they just didn't have time to implement it so they just put it in the in the cinematic. And this is the one other time you see Nobunaga just standing there with Sanosuke with Sanosuke, and the building falls apart around mm-hmm. them. And that's that's the end of the game, kind of. Yep. And then it has like some little thing where it says Sanosuke was never they never saw him again. I think they say Kaide died fourteen years later or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then Princess Yuki and um, Yumemaru, like they went to like explore the world, and yeah, it, it's uh, it, and it's kind of funny too because like you're trying to stop like Nobunaga from defeating the Saito clan, which is the the people that own the keep that you're in, but yeah. then the the Saito clan falls like the next year, <laughs> so it's like yeah. okay, all useless. <laughs> yeah, because someone else led the army, which makes sense because that's yeah. kind of how it works. I had to look up and confirm that that was what Onimusha actually was, because it doesn't tell you. No, it doesn't say anything. And then I just was like reading about it after that. It's like, oh, okay. The 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 form that he got in the last cutscene is, is is the Onimusha form. Got it. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's really too bad they couldn't even have implemented like you know do a Super Metroid thing or just do something where you get it in the end of the fight. You just after you beat the fight, you get one more form where you're just invincible and you just beat him down. Like that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's too bad. And then there's no multiple endings. It's just the one ending. Mm-hmm. And then you get a ranking. I got rank B. I got rank B also. I got rank B both times, and I was very upset about the second one. But it, but apparently it is tied to how many enemies you kill, how many souls you absorb, and your time. So I, I had gotten a really good time, but I guess I didn't kill enough enemies or absorb enough souls. Because I didn't even fully upgrade my gauntlet on the PlayStation version. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I just, because at some point I was like, right, just resident evil it. Like I don't have to kill these guys. I can just run right past them. <laughs> yeah. I finished on the five hour mark and I still got rank B and I, I upgraded everything. Yeah. I did three and a half hours. Oh, how many enemies did you guys kill? Do you have a picture of the screenshots? No, I don't, I don't remember. Back. I think it was I like killed, four, it was like 400 something. I killed 506. 
724. Ooh. Oh, so you were because it's 600 uh, is the threshold for um, S rank. So it was so you're like, almost what? so all you needed to do was like shave your time down and you're there because um, yeah. you, you definitely you definitely got the other two criteria. But the 18th floor, right? If I got in 20 floor, I could have played the other part of the game. Yeah, that's the like I might go look for those later because I also want the trophy for it. <laughs> oh, you're one of those people too, huh? And that's that's half of the reason why I bought the PS4 version. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to see how fast I can go through this like on a on a cold save and also just like rack up a bunch of trophies in I, an afternoon. I used to be a big trophy hunter or not trophy, I, achievement hunter, but that one. It's away. both for me. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I just lost interest because G- give me those useless rewards. Mm-hmm. They're nice, though. I need the validation. <laughs> All right. And any last things you want to say before we go on to questions? I have a few or comments. I shouldn't say uh, not really questions. I just, I just really love this game. Like, it's I, really good. Yeah. And it, it, so the one thing I will say so when they released this HD collection in 2019, like it was partially to like gauge excitement about a possibility of either like maybe bringing like one of the other games re released or making a new one. And apparently it sold abysmally well, like abysmally. So Jeez. that made me very sigh, very sad because I, I always thought that Onimusha was one of those where like there was the demand for it. And if they made a new one, like people were going to be all over it, but apparently not. So, uh, cause I, I, was, I, go ahead. I think it was just mismarketed. Like it just wasn't the right time or the right part of the year. It was like a January release. Yeah. And they didn't really like, they didn't really, there wasn't a lot of fanfare about it. Like you didn't really see like a lot of, buzz about it or ads about it or anything like that i was just like i i need this day one because i i i want to replay that and and if they, it, if it they had bundled up. it if they had bundled it with like tactics or something is a is a re-release that would have been maybe more intriguing yeah yeah i wish i mean when when i heard it was first coming out i think it only came off 20 bucks though right yeah something like that because what i was surprised was that it didn't include any of the other games i mean three i understand that's never coming out again but i was surprised that it didn't like you said tactics or two even two or even the Genma stuff from the Xbox version. That's the thing that I'm surprised about retroactively because I, I didn't even think about it at the time. I can see them. So from what I've understood, it's very difficult to, or at least it used to be very difficult to up like the pre-rendered backgrounds. And that's what's kind of kept a lot of these games from getting re-released. And then a lot of times they don't look good or, well, I think they look fine. But if you, <laughs> if you look at like Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 on HD, like the backgrounds are definitely kind of washed out because they couldn't really get them up to snuff. And so mm-hmm. it seems to me like they did more work on this one to get that happening. And so maybe they didn't want to do that on two if they weren't sure that it was even going to sell. But man, I wish the two was available on HD because that is that that is my favorite. Like you've got multiple characters, like there's a lot more to the game. It's got one of the coolest um, attract modes in a game I've ever seen. If you don't press start right away, it is just a rocking intro just it's really good like if you're listening to this and you don't know just look up the onimusha 2 music video it's so good oh <laughs> and like this is a game that i didn't check out at the time when it came out for hd because it's like i don't like resident evil why would i play resident evil with swords yeah but it turns out that's exactly what i needed to play right. to, like because it was great and i am i'm glad i was able to make you play it because like the, the the basic thing is you have a weapon that doesn't run out of ammo mm-hmm. right you could just keep going the, the, it's it's everything i could have wanted it's great it's yeah. not and like you're not going to get you're not going to get into a fail state because you ran out of healing items because eventually right. they're going to drop 
healing for you. So yeah, you can you can definitely progress through the game. Yes. All right, and I got a couple I want to read. I'll start with from the Giant Bomb Group. I have one from John Silverman. That post-game mode where you have to slash all the pots is a nightmare, and I hate it. I so badly want to do it so you could use the fancy sword, the Bishamon, from the beginning, which I did not know. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's kind of the key to getting the S rank, is that you want to have the Bishamon sword uh, available on ultimate difficulty. That I'm sure that's nice. where you can also get the two extra fluorites. You can you can get them in in the main game. I just don't. I just haven't gone back to find the two that I'm missing. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess my question is, does it all carry over? Or you have to start over. I'm not sure actually. I like. I'm not sure if like the ultimate difficulty is like a new game plus or. Well, the thing is, is that that you wouldn't be able to get the ultimate difficulty without having only spirits finished, which is right. from getting the fluorite. So it's all it's all tied together. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You have to beat the game first, so yeah, to do it. And then from the PlayStation 2 PS2 group that I found from Mike Orr, great game except for the water puzzle. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, I didn't mind the puzzle. I thought the lever puzzle was more harder than the water puzzle. Interesting. In, in that it was like barely. But like, yeah, they, not like all four of those puzzles are really simple, but I died um, from the lever puzzle. I did not die from the water puzzle. You can die from the lever puzzle? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that like there's one of them where you'll get hit by like a like an arrow if you pull the wrong lever, but I didn't know you could die. Yeah, uh, I didn't either. I'm pretty sure I died from that. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Okay. And from the the last group, I watched the entire Overblood Two replay. I actually got more than I normally get from these guys. So thank you, people. First one from Oakley Gleason. I really have been meaning to play this game. I actually imported a physical copy when they re-released it on Switch, but just haven't put it on and played it. You should. Yeah, it's worth playing. Yes. Uh, from William Izari, RE with Samurai. You can't go wrong. The lore also goes bonkers in the sequels. Mm-hmm. I look forward. Here's a good one from Brad Hangrung. I, I just remember being confused why all the demons are named after Hamlet characters. I didn't catch that. <laughs> and oh. another one from William Izari. Low key, these games have a lot in common with the Neo series. And that team cited Animusha as a direct influence. Oh, that's okay, cool. I to try Neo. I didn't know that. That's cool. I, I I have Neo from Epic because they gave it to they gave it to me for free at one point. I feel like that is not a game for you, Mike Alberton. Like, no, I'm sure it's not. But it was free, <laughs> so I downloaded. It. I didn't say I'm going to install it, but if it's free, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim it. I claim every free game you'll give me. I don't care if I'll ever play it. I just claim it. I do <laughs> want to play Neo one day, but I know it's yeah, it's probably not for me. From Neil Hackle, one of my absolute favorites on PS2, one of my first survival horror likes. I love chaining parries like a madman. Plus, maybe you can chain them in that one. Uh, from Quentin Crow, the intro CGI movie for three is still one of the best intro movies in video game history. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Not seen it, but sure. Oh, it is. They they mo-capped a motherfucking horse, y'all. <laughs> like that was big that was the big deal back then. <laughs> I do I I really want to play two because I have two city on my shelf for the last like fifteen oh god, I bought seventeen years or so? Sixteen years? I've never played it, so I I'm well, my version, but maybe I'll commit to three episodes in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and from Will Randolph. So funny story. I asked for Shenmue 2 for my birthday and my family got me this instead. It sounded va- vaguely similar to them, I guess. And it had a samurai in the cover. So they just assumed it was the right game. I never told them it was the wrong one because it looked super cool to me. And it was. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you ended up with the better, better choice there. <laughs> no, I never played Shenmue. Shenmue 2 was great. <laughs> I really oh, to be fair, play I haven't played all of Shenmue 2. Uh, Shenmue 2 I, is, is one of the most interestingly structured games I've ever played. 
Yeah, I, I want to go back and and replay one and then finish two and then play three eventually. But and Yakuza three exists. But Shimu 2 is a fantastically structured and just fantastic game. Way better than the first one. Yeah. One day. I keep that's that's a game I completely missed because of I didn't have a I never had a Dreamcast. So I skipped I missed every I mean so much stuff been ported now at this point. I mean hell, Shenmue's been ported too. I own it on something somewhere. Yeah. One day. It's on my list. And last question from Dominic Chikoki, the guy who's on this episode. Hello. Without looking it up, do you know what the title refers to? Is that Yanni Musha? Yeah. And it refers to demons, but that's all I got. Well no, no I Oni is is um like those are the like Japanese spirits that they, they, don't they um don't they like guard the gate to hell? No, I don't. Know. My question was more geared toward the literal of like, did you know that it was referring to the final form? Oh no, I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. I I, I knew that it had you know something to do with like the oni that give you the the power, but I always associate Musha with that Genesis game. <laughs> you know, now he got me wondering: Was Ogre and Tekken supposed to be Animusha or an Ani? No, because he, no. he, he cause, so the typical Oni like design is usually like blue skin, like large tusk-like teeth, white hair. They also come in red. So, like if you if you watch Dragon Ball Z, like the the ogres that that are in Hell, oh. like those are Oni. And then if you play like Street Fighter Four, like the the Akuma type character oni like that is straight up like what the typical okay. oni looks like i was just curious okay because yeah. now that we were talking about ogre clan i'm like huh i wonder if tekken 3 because ogre is in tekken 3 but okay. he's i think he's supposed to be an actual ogre like yeah he does look like, like one though yeah i like tekken a lot <laughs> I haven't played in a long time but yeah i'm not into fighting games i just like tekken I like the story back then i, I like i like the I, it's so bonkers i, I love <laughs> I love just the fact that there's a dude that just r- routinely throws people into volcanoes. Like that's how he, that's how he deals with his problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you family member. Time for the <laughs> volcano. <laughs> I'm going to drag you all the way up this mountain and throw you in. <laughs> yeah. You got problems. All right. And I think we should, that brings us to shelf stacker box and Julian, why don't you go first? Oh, I think it's pretty obvious. This is on the shelf. It's on the shelf in multiple forms. Like, you know, I own it on the PlayStation 2 still. It's packed up. But then, like I said, I just, you know, I bought it when it came out on, in 2019 for the Xbox. And then I bought it yesterday on the PlayStation. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like this game. Okay. For me, it's going in the stack. I'm a little, like, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that I really, like, I'm not going to be recommending to many people or just really think much about it. I'm, I'm glad I finally played it and conquered that demon that Mike has been dealing with for <laughs> over, over almost 20 years, probably at this point. Cause I played congratulations. So I finally got the game beaten. Sure. I cheated for some people. I, as a ninja would say, I, I cheated myself because I <laughs> use safe states, but you know what? I enjoyed myself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to always make fun of that quote. So I'm glad that the game is done, but it's going on the stack and I'm, I'm glad I finally played it. How about you, Dominic? I think I'm going to stack it as well. I enjoyed it, but I do not think it is like an essential must play like I would consider Shenmue 2 a must play. Like you need to play Shenmue 2. <laughs> Onimusha is a good time. I would probably recommend it, but it's not that same level of oh man, you should play Mega Man Legends. Like maybe Onimusha 2 when we get there. But Onimusha 2 improves on the first game in every conceivable way. It it's really cool. I really want I've been wanting to play I've seen three. I've saw I played two for ten minutes once when I first got it to make sure it worked. I'm like, I'm gonna get back to this one day. Well, that that day still yeah. hasn't come yet. So, <laughs> I've never even I've never even touched four, other than I remember it came out. Yeah, I I regret not playing it now. 
I think part of it was I didn't like the uh, the design of the character. He did. He just didn't seem to fit the series to me. I just really want to play three now because since I know three will never be re-released, I just really want to play three. It's pretty cool with like the time travel stuff where you know you have Jean Reno in feudal Japan and you have Samanosuke in modern day France. Oh, <laughs> the fact that they it looked co- like I have seen three because my a friend of mine at the time had three or he rented it. I remember him playing three and him liking it. And I, I'm like, oh, this looks cool, but I just wasn't interested in the series because I wasn't good at those type of games and mm-hmm. never got around to it. Never even bought three, surprisingly, or four. Yeah, those are games I always saw and like heard about, but never really got into or thought I would ever like. So I'm I'm yeah. glad I'm the one. I want to take this journey and go down this this rabbit hole. Will probably happen because I can see this being, especially if this episode does good. This will definitely be a series I die back into. <laughs> this will be your next legacy of Kane. It might be, actually. I mean, I did have Julian for all the Legacy of Kane games, so hey, I can get him for all these games, too. I'm waiting for Mass Effect 2. I I have a, you know, well, I I played through all three games for the Legacy Collection earlier this year, but that doesn't that's not going to stop me from also playing it again for games my mom found whenever that comes around. I I need to continue that story next year for N7 day. So I think that's going to happen. The only reason I didn't, because I had a lot of, you know, I had a lot of shit going on with and it's so close to episode 150 where we're doing Final Fantasy VI. I didn't want to throw in another big RPG right before FF6. Sure. Fair. So, but next time I, sh- I, well, everything I should be fine next year. So I got some hot takes about it for sure. I, I, my, my opinion on that game changed a lot this time around. I also really <laughs> want to redo one because one was such a bad episode because <laughs> of audio issues, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, that was bad. We talked about it, but we just never did it. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> someday i want to play the remastered version just to see how different they are but i'll probably give it a few more years yeah all right and uh, julian where can people find you at you can find me on twitter at julian underscore titus i host the nerds without pants podcast so you can find that show on twitter at NWPcast, and you know on most podcatchers by the time this comes out you will probably be able to listen to our annual halloween havoc episode and we are once again joined by friend of the show, former host and horror author Rob O'Tone. And we're going to be talking about video game characters and creatures that scare us the most. And then we also have our video game cage match segment. And this episode, we are pitting Resident Evil 4 versus Dead Space 2. Oh. I'm very excited for that matchup, even though I kind of know how it's going to go. I'm RE4 is better. No. Dead Space 2 is great. I just reviewed it, but RE4 is <laughs> RE4 is one of the greatest games ever made, so, you know, it's just... Dead Space 2 is nearly a perfect sequel. I disagree, but <laughs> I really like RE4, though. <laughs> we I do, too. Like, like I, I love... Like, I have I have played that multiple times on multiple systems, but goddamn Dead Space 2. And, but not not that, like, Cage Match is based on quality, because it's super not. It's it. We judge the games on the most arbitrary criteria possible, yep. but... <laughs> this, but quality is probably going to come into the play here for me. And uh, Dominic, where can people find you at? Yeah, uh, you can find me on YouTube with my podcast, Dissonant Waves. Uh, we have a website, dissonantwaves.space. Uh, if if I'm right, this is probably going to go up in the next couple weeks. So our, yeah, our big okay. episode where we actually met up in person for the first time, a couple of us, and went to Nashville for a concert is going to be up, and that's a really cool event. And that's requiring a lot of editing work for me. So... I'm going to be very glad to have that done. <laughs> What's recording in person? I don't know what that is. Sorry. No, like we we met in person for the first time. I've never done that either. 
<laughs> I've been meaning to. But oh, okay, I get it. I've never met any of my co-hosts in person that I've that I've recorded with ever yet. I mean, well, some are my like childhood friends, but none none of the people that have been co-hosts with me I ever met in person. Like we always plan to, but then they quit the show, so it never happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we've so. been going strong for over two years now, so it just seemed right. No, it's good. I mean, that's a good way to do it. All right, and if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other episodes that we do. Nothing Animushi yet, but it's coming. I'll do more if you like this. So definitely go check out. We've done all, a bunch of Resident Evil games. So if you want Resident Evil, there's there, there's that. We also go through the MCU movies. We do comics. We do games. We do just random films. And we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, it's a little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. Currently, you get to decide what pilot this episode we do. We're going to cover one of four psychic shows, Monk, Psych, The Mentalist, or Veronica Mars, which is not, but Monk. I need something else. Monk's well, not Monk. with If you want to join our Patreon for a dollar, you can go vote for Monk. <laughs> I don't. Surprise! The Dead Zone's not included in there. Which one? The Dead Zone. Because I didn't think about it. Oh. This was kind of a last-minute thing. I didn't know. I was like, ah, I need to throw a poll, and I want something that makes sense. I have one poll planned. It's going to be movies, Mike, movies from the '80s that Mike's never seen, and I'm going to throw four in together. There's a there's a great there's a great um, ad on the USA Network where the guy from Psych, the guy from Monk, and the guy from the Dead Zone all like had a commercial together. Oh, that sounds cool. It was very 2005 when all those shows were on at the same time, and like for the only time, I feel like. I'm going to have to look this up. Psych is really good, by the way, if you ever watched it. Psych 3 just got announced, or is coming out soon. The movie. Okay, I didn't see either movie yet, because they weren't on Amazon Prime. Yeah, they're on Peacock, I think. Amazon Prime is what I pay for, so. All right, and I also want to give a shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song the Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out. you see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And I think that's it. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Only audio, but we're on YouTube. If you like if you like getting your podcast that way, because, hey, I can say if you work an office job, YouTube is great to throw on a podcast while you're doing other work. That's how we do it in Distant Waves. <laughs> I found out that's the best way to listen to it when you're at work is just throw on a YouTube tab and just do it that way. But I don't know how I know that, but yeah, I do. So, <laughs> so look out for that. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.